When we got to the Yukon River, we had to ride the ferry across to Dawson. The first person we saw there was wearing a cowboy hat covered with big gaudy gold nuggets, and I could feel the excitement building in me. I hunted up my friend Ed, and in the course of our conversation, I asked him whatever happened to Crazy Pierre, and he said that Crazy Pierre had hit a bonanza of gold. First he dug out all that he could by himself, and then sold the claim for one million cash to a big Montana mining outfit. Now Crazy Pierre was on the French Riviera, basking in the sunshine, and lighting his cigar with hundred-dollar bills. When we went to the Klondike bar and lodged to eat, the owner found out that Liz was a waitress from our conversation, and promptly offered her a job for really high wages, so she took it, and that left me free to explore. At the start of World War II, the gold dredges were shut down by the government, both in Canada and the USA. And by shutting down, I mean shut down right now, with no warning. If the bucket was in the ground, it stayed there. They just turned off the key and walked away. So I got the idea to go find the dredges, and clean any areas around the riffles and substructures to see what I might find. I am sure I was not the first one to do that, but I still got about two ounces per dredge, and I did nothing to threaten the integrity of any of the dredges I explored. It was an adventure, and its memory is one that I value greatly. Being alone on those mighty gold processing machines with the ghosts of the past was an eerie feeling. They were mammoth in size and handmade on the spot. All of the timbers and steel had to be brought in on Yukon River steamships to Dawson and somehow gotten to the creeks to be dredged. There were times when I would be working deep in the bowels of one of those dredges and a soft breeze would be blowing through the substructure of the dredges. I swear, I could hear the miners working and the bucket churning.